Welcome in, welcome in. It is a Wednesday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Maurice Patton joining you here from the Lee Company studios of our humble abodes. Mo is not uh, outside in front of his brick wall. That is, that's an inside brick wall. It's an inside brick wall. <laughs> Hey, people have exposed brick now in, in, in apartments, and I, I love it. I think it's one of the coolest features that you can have inside of a home or apartment, and they're just they're super cool. So anytime you can get some exposed brick, I'm in. The only thing is they tend to be super cool because they're yeah, not always that, insulated. Well insulated. Yep. So, yeah, that, that would be, particularly on a day like that, uh, like this, that would be. A likely issue. Yeah. But no, Other I'm not. I am not outside. Anybody that knows me knows that. <laughs> well, which is better than that poor girl who covers the Buffalo Bills who they had well, doing a well, live but hit But that's outside. part of the problem, as Eric Henry was saying. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You're talking about the Buffalo Bills. I, I've, I've yeah, the anecdotes twisted. The poor them. girl that they have covered the covering the Buffalo Bills, man. She's. She's outside doing a live hit. <laughs> like, can we let her go inside, please? Oh, goodness. Yeah, sort of like yesterday with Mike Herndon. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's get yeah, that was That was his choice, though. That wasn't our choice. Yeah, we didn't ask him to go outside. Yeah, he did that on his own. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we yeah, I'm not asking show. anybody to go outside in this. No, no. And, not and it's me. not getting any better. No, no, it isn't. I mean, right now in Franklin, it is. Hang on. A. Oh, ball wow. Now. It's it's up to 27 degrees. That's colder than it is here. It's 30 degrees where I'm at. Well, and the high is 28. So I don't know if we are coming back down from that or still working our way up to 28. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I am. I, I'm not I, sure how much it matters, really. But our high is 31, and it should reach that in the next hour. So we'll see. I don't expect it. I don't expect it will make much of a difference. Matter of fact, we just turned the outside unit off. They're just like, you know what? We're going to be in the house. The sunroom is off limits. Off bring limits. the toys. Yes. Bring the toys inside. Nobody's going out there. The low here was minus two. Minus two. That's insane. It really is. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. None. <laughs> Zero. Zip. Zilch. And, and it's not helping when it's affecting our coverage of sports. Well, it's affecting our coverage. And as we spoke in our staff meeting earlier today, it's affecting my psyche. Yeah, so you know, cabin fever is real, y'all. <laughs> I told Sarah, I said, I'm going to have to get out. We we need sugar. We don't have any sugar to make tea. Oh, and oh. we need we need That's sugar. Cool. We need we need diapers. We need uh, we have some some pull ups that we can use in a pinch. But you got to have diapers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we, we need we need apple That's juice. even more of a must have than the sugar. Yeah, and we need apple juice for the kids. And I said, We're gonna I'm gonna have to go to the store today. And she said, For what? And I said, For sugar, diapers, apple juice, insanity. 
<laughs> not necessarily in that order. I mean, seriously, that's how I feel. I, I need. Yep. I, I, this is this is tough. And she said it Sunday. She said, "You're going to be in this in the house all week with us. Like, are you prepared?" And I'm like, "No, no, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm well aware that I'm not prepared uh, to to be dealing with this this twenty four seven for the undetermined future." Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much longer this is going to last. So. Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll see if we we'll see if anything uh, pops off on Saturday. Um, is it supposed to get better over the weekend? I sure hope it, so. It is. It is. I mean, it's the 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 sun is like. I mean, I know it's supposed to rain a little bit tomorrow, but like the sun's supposed to be out all weekend. I know it's it's a a high of nineteen on Saturday mm-hmm. before we get back to somewhat normal. Right. So, so we may be out of school Monday, in addition to the rest of this week. Maybe, yeah. But I don't know. I'm not real worried about it because we can't really do anything about it. There's yeah, nothing we there's can no, do. There's, just, there's yeah. no really to it. There's nothing we can do about it but ride it out. But I mean, so. I can certainly opine. <laughs> and exactly, uh, man. We got a good show. We've got. <laughs> Christopher Carter going to talk a little bit about the Steelers and their All situation. He does is catch touchdowns. That's right. And, and, yeah. and what he doesn't do is steal Kenny Pickett's car. Uh, Thank goodness. I really like. I, I know that that probably like got he got crossed up in that some way. I got to hear. St- I, oh, I know there's a story. You get. Well, especially on wild, yeah, on wild and Wacky Wednesday in particular, we got to ask him about that. Uh, absolutely. 100%. So we'll talk to him. <laughs> and we'll talk with Terry McCormick, of course, about the Titans and now the defensive side of the ball. Who mm-hmm. who are the untouchables? You know, who do you build around? Uh, Joe Sullivan joins us to talk a little Nashville hoops. We'll say, I, I assume that Vanderbilt and Belmont are playing tonight. Uh, Northern Iowa coming in here going, what, this? <laughs> <laughs> what's your issue? <laughs> what's, what's Y'all the freaking problem, out guys? over this? Come on what's now. The, Come what's the on. Problem, hey, at, in, Chris Carter. Come on, man. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, the weirdest and wildest news from across the world, plus uh, much, much more. So all of that is coming your way in just a few moments. But right now, we'll get you to the results of yesterday and the schedule for today on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. Men's college basketball action from Tuesday night. Dalton Connect with 39 <laughs> points as Tennessee Defeated Florida 85-66. He's only averaging 37 and a half points in his last two games. No big deal. Um, Alabama with a 93-79. Uh, I'm sorry, 93-75 win over Missouri. And Nate Oates in the midst of that, literally. Georgia with a 74-69 win over South Carolina. Arkansas defeated Texas A&M 78-77. In the NBA, the 76ers defeated the Nuggets 126-121. Suns with a 119-117 win over the Kings. And the Clippers defeated the Thunder 128-117. High school basketball scheduled for tonight. Check your local listings. Springfield at Kirkwood. 
and West Creek at Whitehaven. Both of those schedules. I feel certain six. that that second one ain't happening. I, I would think so. But I can't uh, imagine it's a, it's a long way. From Clarksville going to Memphis to play a yeah. basketball game tonight. Yeah, right. So yeah. my assumption is West Creek Whitehaven not happening, but Springfield Kirkwood, who knows? Yeah. Men's basketball tonight on national uh, of interest, nationally televised or in the SEC. Creighton is at UConn on Fox Sports One at six o'clock. Also at six on ESPN Two. Mississippi State is at Kentucky. Ole Miss is at LSU at six on SEC Network. Following that will be Auburn at Vanderbilt at 8 p.m. on SEC Network, and then later tonight on CBS Sports Network at 8 o'clock. It's Northern I'm sorry, Northern Illinois. Same, Same difference. <laughs> Northern Illinois at Belmont, yeah. uh, and then in the NBA, the Magic are at the Hawks. And that's on Valley Sports Southeast at 6:30. Bucks at Cavs on ESPN at 6:30, and at 7:30 on ABC, it's the Mavericks and Lakers. There was an NHL game scheduled for tonight. That game has been postponed. Chicago and whomever they were playing were supposed to be on TNT at 6.30 tonight. They are not. So. Mavs and Lakers actually on ABC? Yeah, on ABC. That's wild. Okay. I don't know what I, I don't know what's not happening tonight that leaves the spot open, but ABC it is. That's interesting. I may actually try to watch that Bucks Cavs game. Try to check out um Darius Garland. Well, if you do, enjoy. That's your rundown. There you go. Top stories brought to you by Piggly Wiggly, Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. They've got fresh hand-cut meats, great produce, and delicious daily deli lunch specials. Make sure to go see the fine folks at the Piggly Wiggly. Down home, down the street, Piggly Wiggly can't be beat. Now, did you do that on your own? No, that's that's used to be in their, uh, in, in their okay. commercials. All right, cool. Now, Valley Sports has been a topic of discussion on this show for a while because they've had some issues, and we have been very curious as to. What is going to happen to our local teams, the Predators, the Grizzlies, the Braves, the Hawks? The... Both on a professional and a personal basis, we are concerned. Very concerned. Now, they may have been thrown a lifeline. We talked about this a little bit uh, back where Amazon has infused Diamond Sports Group with $100 million, earning a 15% stake in the company. Like they were on Shark Tank, I guess. <laughs> well, as long as it wasn't Mr. Wonderful, we're all good. <laughs> and and we'll make them a minority owner in the company in the midst of their Chapter 11 bankruptcy. This is a big deal because it appears that this will solidify the NBA and NHL rights. They will continue for the lengths of the contracts held by each of the 26 teams across those two leagues. And that would be great for the Predators and the Grizzlies. No agreement has been reached by Diamond Sports and Major League Baseball, however, 
tentative plan was to shut the business down in 20 uh, following 2024 and that Bally's will forego the naming rights for Diamond Broadcast after the MLB season concludes. Amazon Prime is where you will be able or, or you will be able to see games on Amazon Prime going forward. My assumption is that blackout restrictions will apply. So if you live in New Orleans, don't expect to get the Grizzlies. You'll you'll get the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. But this is a big deal because Bally was not available unless you have certain cable providers. Now, anyone with an internet connection in the footprint can watch their local teams if they subscribe to Amazon Prime. That's huge. Say that again. If you subscribe to Amazon Prime mm-hmm. for any reason, you can get it. And you live, and you know, and you live in the footprint of your team. Okay, that's the team you get on Amazon Prime. Mm. Hmm. And that's, but that's a big deal because again, it eliminates the need, you know, for folks who had Hulu Live, for folks who have Dish Network and don't get Bally. Now you can get it. Via Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, so it's better for those folks. I, I still, I, I still don't understand the blackout thing. I mean, the idea that you are only a fan of the team in your area is kind of Neanderthalish to me. I and mean, I, I just feel like you ought to be able to see anybody, anywhere. I think that would be okay if you were able to pick a team. Because here's the thing. The NHL is not going to give up the rights. Like like ESPN+. Plus. They, every game is on ESPN+, Plus, but you have to buy Center Ice to get it. Like you have to buy a package to be able to watch every hockey game. Mm-hmm. Or NBA TV. You have to buy that package. It's just like Sunday Ticket, right? Like, right. But I agree... That I may not be a Predators fan. I might be a Blues fan if I'm in Jackson. Right? You might be a Blues fan if you're here in Nashville. You might be an Avalanche fan if you're here in Nashville. I mean, the way people move move around these days. And I, I think if you could and I don't pick think a team. Those, I, don't, I, don't think that, I don't think that audience is being served. Right, because you you have to pay a lot of money to get your team, and, and that's not fair. Hard. I agree, it's not fair, and so I I, I agree with that completely. I, I do think it's very interesting though that that Amazon is going to be the partner here, and I think it's the perfect example. What I didn't know is that apparently Amazon and Bally did this without the with, without the in MLB even having an idea, even knowing it was happening. Okay. Because there was a scheduled hearing on Friday 
between Bally and MLB regarding the Rangers, Twins, and Guardians who do not have 2024 contracts. 2024? Correct. Those three teams do not have contracts for this year. Three months? Correct. (laughs) Oh, God. They do not have contracts to show their games on Regional Sports Network in 2024. There was to be some sort of negotiation between MLB and Bally's to make this happen, to, to, to get them there. That is now a very up-in-the-air situation. I think the negotiation is going to change at this point because now Amazon is involved. Now Bally is going to exist under Diamond Sports, or or whether it's Bally's or not, it may, may be something else. Mm-hmm. But that regional sports network under Diamond Sports is going to exist post-2024 MLB, whereas it was not beforehand. So how does that change the negotiation between the Guardians, Rangers, Twins, and this RSN? It's going to be really interesting. Put this under stuff I shouldn't have to be worried about. Right. And, and we ne- not aren't necessarily worried yet. I mean, I think we obviously have to be worried post-2024 baseball. Mm-hmm. How does this affect us going forward after after this NBA season, this Major League Baseball season, this NHL season, how are we going to watch our teams going forward? We need to know. I think this is going to be very simple. Is it's it, there's going to be a a sport a regional sports network that carries these games, whatever it may be called, whether it's Bally's or Binions or you know or whatever. It, it's going to exist, and it's going to exist simultaneously on Amazon Prime. So here's the good part, and, and I, I don't know, I don't know if you're going to be able to do it for the fifteen dollars you pay a month right now, Prime users. And that's another issue. Well, it could be, but for those of us who don't watch television outside of streaming services because I can watch like I can watch ABC through Hulu. I can watch you know I can watch everything I need to watch via the streaming services I have, Paramount Plus, etc. If I don't have to pay any more or if you don't have to pay, if you can get the Braves and everything for $15 a month, why are you keeping DirecTV? If you can you can get Discovery Plus for ten bucks, you can get Amazon Prime for fifteen. That's twenty five bucks versus seventy five bucks. Mm-hmm. May, maybe it puts a little money back in some people's pockets. That's all I'm saying. That's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. So it's interesting. I'm looking forward to this to, to this all playing out because you know it, you you never know what television contracts are going to look like the pack two right now is saying (laughs) we told you you told us streaming wasn't an option that streaming wasn't good enough and now look so anyway 
I, I think it's a it, it is a very interesting thing to watch happen and well, play I think out. It's an ever evolving landscape, mm-hmm. and while streaming may not have been an option for the pack two three months ago, maybe things have changed. I don't know. It's perhaps, all above me. Perhaps they could have. Mo, let's take a break. Christopher Carter is standing by. We'll talk with him about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their coaching situation on the other side of a break. Stick around. Main Street Sports Stage presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, and we'll be back in a moment. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. We're back live here in the Lee Company studios, our humble abodes today. That's right. With an S. Not normal. This is not normal. We have to say that because you know, maybe maybe our guests think we're always like this. Always. No. No, we have an actual studio. We just can't get to it. <laughs> that you know, is why we're here. We we could probably get to it 
But why? But I, I'm concerned about who we might have to encounter in the process of trying to get to it. Yeah. To be honest. So. No, it's just easier for us to just do this from the house. Mm-hmm. At least this week. And that's what we're going to do. But I'm excited to talk about this next topic, Mo. We've been talking about Mike Tomlin for a while, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't think that he's not going to be the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He certainly doesn't think he's not going to be the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2024. So let's get into it with someone who may have a little more knowledge. And yeah, and I'm I'm excited to talk about it with this person in particular, um, Christopher Carter of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, who you can find at Carter Critiques on Twitter, and his Twitter bio says alum, Pitt Law and Cheney University. Chris Yao, I'm not sure if we're smart enough to talk to Chris oh, Carter, please. but. <laughs> But, man, we appreciate you taking some time with us. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Um, you, you come highly recommended by one of the best friends of the show, Nubias Wilborn. So He's the man. He, he is. So so you um you got something to live up to here. But l- let us ask you this. Sure. Do you prefer Christopher or is Chris okay? Chris is fine. Christopher is my resume name. <laughs> got you. Got you. And my, my dad, my dad told me uh, when I started shortening my name because I was lazy that if he wanted me named Chris, he would have named me Chris, but that didn't <laughs> stop me, and so I'm still Chris. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get too deep into the Mike Tomlin situation, Chris, our Chris has a question for you. Sure. So as you see, you can see your 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 uh, the lower third there with your nice photo when i google christopher carter pittsburgh (laughs) the i gotta know was there an a situation where you may have been mixed (laughs) up with a guy who allegedly stole kenny pickett's car now now as you ask this again he's an alum of pitt law so (laughs) you you feel a little bit better about his not being involved in this, but at the same time, we got to ask. You offer, did you offer your your legal services to Christopher Carter? To Chris Carter. <laughs> no, I did not. Um, he wouldn't want it anyway. But um, it, no, it's actually really funny. When I was in uh, Georgia uh, hanging out with some friends uh, when that happened, I was taking some time off. And then I, I, not, I see before that ESPN alert even goes out for the world to like see that. I start getting bombarded with text messages from like my friends, like my reporter friends. And they're like, what did you do, man? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And then I see the alert and I'm like, oh no. And then like, I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally walking around like the ballpark area, like around the Braves, I forget what the area is called, but like the Braves stadium. The battery. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The battery. Yes. So I'm walking around there and I'm hearing the ESPN go earlier. And, wow. Some guy named Chris Carter stole Kenny Pickett's car. And I heard it like five times and I'm like, all right, this is getting scary. Like I hope no one knows. No, I hope no one figures out that's my name and then asks me something. Um, but I, I turned it into a funny segment on my locked on Steelers podcast where I took a book and I, I was like, here's the Steelers playbook. And let me tell you what's in it. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was good times. 
<laughs> when I when I was looking for it and I saw it pop up and I was like, oh, this is this is phenomenal because Wednesdays on this show we do a segment called Wild and Wacky, the weirdest and wildest news from across the world, and this fits on this Wednesday fits. here <laughs> for sure. Um, less less wild, less wacky. Well, it would be Chris, if it happened. Well, it would. I guess it would be a little wild and wacky if it happened. Chris, what what is this Mike Tomlin stuff? Sorry, what would you say? What what is it? I it, it do you think it's a real possibility that the Steelers have someone else as their head coach no. for the 2024 no, season? N- n- no. Well, f- so first of all, we have now heard of like sources confirmed everything. Mike Tomlin told the players already he's coming back next year. And so so, so that that's out. Mike Tomlin, the Steelers, I, I told everyone the, the there was a question when the Steelers fell to 7 and 7, they were 7 and 4, they were a game out of challenging the Ravens for the one seed in the, in the AFC. And then they lost three straight to two, two win teams and the Colts and that dropped them to seven and seven. At that point, I said, okay, this is probably the closest they've been to like thinking this is a possibility, but let's see how this season plays out. I still didn't think, didn't think they would fire him, but they might not like renew his contract at, after, after the 2024 season, but not the 2023. But then when you finish with a three game run, I compare this to Bill Cower and how he was handled in the late nineties. Cause Bill Cower came in one with Chuck Knowles players. And then as those players, you know, you know, kind of, you know, moved on, uh, the, the Steelers started to stink. They went three straight seasons, missing the playoffs. Two of those seasons were losing seasons, uh, seven and nine and uh, six and ten. And then in in 2000, uh, when when Bill Cowher had one more year left in his deal, he the Steelers went nine and seven, and he got an extension. And some people were asking, why would you give a coach who's missed the playoffs three years an extension? And the Rooney simply explained, it's because he never let the locker room get away from him. And you saw how they rallied at the end of the season. Sure, they missed the playoffs in 2000, but that team believes in him, and he believes in them, and that's what we want to invest in. And lo and behold, the next year, they were they were the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. About five years after that, they were uh, Super Bowl champions with Bill Cowher, which got him his, his Hall of Fame uh, honors. But that's what the Rooneys have been. They believe – in giving and giving coaches space to work, letting them if they if they have the locker room, if the team believes in them and they believe in the team, they're going to let them work. And there's no doubt Mike Tomlin has that with his with his team right now. You go and you look at you listen. I was just talking. I was in the scrum talking to T.J. Y. yesterday, and he said in his contract, in his contract, he when he was negotiating thirty million dollars a year, and all that something that he needed to have was knowing that Mike Tomlin would still be with the Pittsburgh Steelers and. Then you had Cam Hayward come out and saying, why are we even asking Mike Tomlin about his future right now? Why is that even a thing? Like, you know, like, like this guy's a great coach. You know, he's locked in. He's not the, he's not a problem here. You have the guy, Cam Hayward, who's been the face of the Steelers for many years, literally carried the flag onto the field with Franco Harris's number that, you know, the week that he passed away and they were, they were retiring his Jersey at, at, you know, in front of all the Steelers fans last year. Then you have the best defensive player on the planet in TJ Watt saying that guy is the reason I want to stay here. And people think that there's a question in the Steelers organization about Mike Tomlin. There isn't, there's not, he's sticking around. And in fact, I believe personally, and this is not based off of, I'm not saying I have a source. I'm not saying he, just knowing how things work. I believe within the next two to three months, you're going to, you're going to see an extension story, maybe for another two years. And then we'll revisit this in two more years where, with where the Steelers are, and then they'll make another decision. But I, I fully believe Mike Tomlin not only will be back in 2024, but he'll be here for many years beyond. Wow. Well, I am. Um... 
I have no reason to think that you don't know what you're talking about. So to me, that's that's great news to hear because I've said for a lengthy period of time that Mike Tomlin would have a job before the Steelers had his replacement if he was to ever hit the streets. So I just I agree. I agree. And part of it's because, and I think that the reasonable people in Pittsburgh know this. First, I want to make this clear. The Steelers don't have the problems with Mike Tomlin. A lot of it are outside, outside, outside sources and outside people that are saying, hey, the playoff drought is too much. You got to move on. And listen, seven years without a playoff win is a problem. You want to find answers. It's not, it's, it's not, that's not, you know, that's, that's not, not a thing. Like they want to find answers. But if you look at the Steelers rosters, over those past seven years, and you ask yourself, how many of those were real Super Bowl contenders? Maybe the 2017 team uh, before they lost Ryan Chazier, but once they lost Ryan Chazier, that defense fell apart, and the offense you know, had too many turnovers in the playoff game to set them behind, and they didn't score a single time when the game was within one possession. Then in 2018, uh, you, you know, Le'Veon Bell doesn't show up. In 20. Uh, and and they, they fall just short of the playoffs as Ben Roethlisberger leads the league in touchdowns, but also interceptions. 2019, you lose Antonio Brown. Ben Roethlisberger goes down with an arm, in, arm injury, and you scrape together with a duck collar at quarterback in the fourth stringer. 2020, Ben comes back, sure, but now you don't have A.B., uh, you don't have, uh, you still don't have Shazier, you still don't have uh, Bell, and Ben was good for the first half of the season, but then fell off at the last half, and they fell off. 2021, Ben's last year, and uh, Ben's last year, shell of himself, 2022's rookie season, Kenny Pickett, and then 2023, you just saw what happened. None of those, maybe the 2017 team was potentially a Super Bowl contender if they had, if they had not turned the ball over too many times in that game, but other than that, you look at it, I think Mike Tomlin, more often than not in those seven seasons, has gotten more out of that team than I'd say 95% of the coaches in the NFL. And so then if you look at that and you're, you're honestly assessing it, he, you don't look at this and say, oh, he's the problem. He has to go right now. I think it's an honest assessment of, A, the Steelers had a, had a, had a quarterback who was a franchise quarterback and a future Hall of Famer who aged out of his prime, and they tried to load up the, to help him. They tried to do everything they could to give him weapons. It didn't work out. And a lot of those players are gone. Marquise Pouncey, Ryan Chazier, David DeCastro, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, uh, Stephon Tuitt. All those guys were pro bowl to all pro level players, no longer on the team. And they're finding answers to fill for them. It takes time to rebuild that, and especially with a franchise quarterback. The fact that they've remained competitive while doing that is a testament to Mike Tomlin. So that's where I think that there's, there's outside criticism of Mike Tomlin. But inside the building, I think the Steelers understand, respect, and, and honor Mike Tomlin and want him as the coach moving forward. You made an interesting point, Chris, that I think kind of gets overlooked when the Pittsburgh Steelers over this stretch are considered. Losing Ryan Shazier and, you know, the way you lost him. Yeah. I was there when it happened, I, too. I don't know that that impact necessarily gets the attention that it deserves in terms of where the Steelers have been since. No, I agree. I mean, Ryan Shazier, people have to remember that year he was leading like the NFL in the combined pass breakups and interceptions. Like he was on fire as a, as a cover linebacker while also stuffing the run. When he was on the field, they were a top 10 defense. When he came off, they were bottom half of the league. And that was and that was the issue they ran into because their defense was still recovering. That was T.J. Watt's rookie season. He was still figuring out who he was. Um, you know, uh, they, the, the secondary was still coming together. I think they had just gotten Joe Hayden, but they didn't have Minka Fitzpatrick. Terrell Edmonds wasn't even drafted at that point. They were stringing the, the, the secondary together with Artie Burns and guys like that. 
they needed Ryan Shazier to make that defense formidable. And when they lost him, that, that was a team that needed to win purely on offense. So, again, and Ryan, again, Ryan Shazier is not the only one, but all pros. Marquise Pouncey was one of the best centers of, of the decade in the 2010s. David DeCastro, one of the best guards in the decade uh, of, of there. Le'Veon Bell was, uh, was one of the most dominant forces at running back. And when you lose all those guys after those guys are gone, it's going to be a problem. And the real problem and the real shame of all of that is there was I'm trying to think there was, there was no, never a game, a playoff game where Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger and Ryan Shazier were all healthy in the playoffs that they lost. And that was, that was the thing was that was the core that they were trying to build around. But you think back about back to it, 2017 is the only time they lost when Bell, Shazier, Bell, uh, Brown and Ben were all healthy. 2016, they they lost. Uh, Bell was out that that, that year. Uh, 2015, they lost. Bell and Brown were out that year, and Ben was on a bum shoulder because he got a dirty shot from Vontez Burfict. In fact, all three of them got took out by Vontez Burfict that year. 2014, no Le'Veon Bell. They could not be healthy in the playoffs throughout that stretch with the core that they had built, and then. It, it eventually their time ran out and, and it ran out even shorter with Ryan Chazier. But there's so many things that happened to those teams. And again, that's not to excuse Mike Tomlin from things. It's, it's just reasons adding up to say like he didn't win with these guys. Okay. But he didn't lose with those guys. There wasn't a single playoff game where that core was on the field and all of them were healthy and they did not deliver for you with the games that they, the few playoff games that they were, they won. I think that's something that gets overlooked in that narrative. Christopher Carter. Well, I mean, this, or, I'm sorry, go ahead, Chris. This just continues to solidify that having a quarterback is the most important thing in this situation. You can can be a fantastic coach. You can be the best coach of all time. You can be a a mediocre coach. If you have a quarterback who is good enough to win football games in the the NFL, you're going to be successful. What he's been able to do without one is what makes him – the coach he is and, and the reason that they are capable. That being which, said, go ahead. No, which brings up the know, next question. Who is Kenny Pickett that guy? I think we're still finding that out, and that's the unfortunate part for the Steelers. This was supposed to be the year they found that out, and they didn't. They, they didn't even find out if he wasn't the guy. Like, there's some people in Pittsburgh that think, yeah, move on from him. He's done. He he has, like, the lowest touchdown percentage of any quarterback that's thrown X amount of passes. There's that stat out there. But the Steelers, if you look at him, in games that he started and finished as a quarterback this year, the Steelers were 7-2. and two. He And part of that was their offensive game plans were not great. Um, their organization in the room was – was 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 even worse than that. Like I even said all throughout the year, I'm like the game, the, the play calls aren't the biggest problem right here. The execution is the problem. But I, I think that when you see the systemic problems and how the, the execution consistently lacks in quarterback eyes, just being in the right spot. And I'm a guy who I covered Kenny Pickett in college. Like I covered him at the University of Pittsburgh. I saw his ACC championship run and the years before that. And I was like, man, this guy has command of the offense, and he looks like a real commander on the field. He hasn't he, he hasn't had that at, at the, with the Steelers. And part of that, I think, has been he's been unsure where to go with the football in different situations. And I think that's the lack of organization that happened with Matt Canada's offense and the way that he ran the, the way that he ran that room. I said that for most of this season. Um, and I think towards the end of the season, he got one game, well, one and a half games without Matt Canada, uh, you know, you know, to, to start. He started against the Bengals. That was the week that they broke 400 yards of offense for the first time since 2020. They won that game. And then he was doing okay against the Cardinals, and then he got knocked out of that game, and then he never played again this season. 
And so that we never got to see Kenny Pickett without Matt Canada. So I think there's a sense in the Steelers organization that, hey, you want to give that guy a fair shake because he's a first round draft pick. He's fought hard for you. He works hard. Like there's no doubt that Kenny Pickett, like he's not going in saying, oh, this is just easy. This is my job. I don't have to work extra hard for it. Kenny Pickett's in the film study room right now, probably cooking up something that's on next year and how he needs to do better with, with things. But um, I don't think that's also going to stop the Steelers from looking elsewhere because they also know that, listen, like guys like TJ Watt, guys like Cam Hayward, they only got some more, so many cracks at the apple, you know, and they, they are bites at the apple. They only got some more chances. And so, you want to try to find this quarterback soon because you have a core that if they get a quarterback like this Steelers team, as it constructed against the Bills, if they had a Josh Allen level quarterback, they, they, they win that football game. Josh Allen, I think, was the determining factor that won the game for Buffalo. And, you know, Mason Ruff was was I thought he gave a valiant effort for a guy who was a backup and didn't have. You know, uh, you know, all this, the ton of experience. I thought he came in and fought, but you could see the clear difference between uh, be- between Allen and, and and Rudolph, and that to me was the biggest factor outside of the Steelers' two turnovers uh, that that put them over the top. So I agree with you. Quarterbacks, the issue they got to they got to find it. I, I think there there's two things they should they, they should do. A, they should re-sign Mason Rudolph if they can get him back for about five million. Great. Uh, if a team wants to pay him ten million, that might be too much with the other things they need to add in this offseason. But then they got to find another quarterback. Whether that's a Justin Fields, I wouldn't give more than a fourth round pick for him, and I think that won't be enough to get him from the Bears, which is why I don't think he'll be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, or they could go get a Russell Wilson, a Kirk Cousins, somebody, a veteran who doesn't cost you a boatload of money. Bring them in and say, Kenny Pickett. Can can you can you do, hang with this guy? And if you can hang with this guy, get, then 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 you're the guy. But if you can't, that guy's the guy for now, and we reevaluate. Or you draft a quarterback, and you say, hey, Kenny and Mason, y'all duke it out. But you got Jaden Daniels or someone there behind behind them working with you. Either way, there needs to be a new third person in the quarterback room. I think Mitch Trubisky is going to be gone in a little bit here. Um, I think there needs to be a new third person in the quarterback room. Kenny and Mason need to have a shot at being a starter next year, but. Uh, that that third person is the other person that you know will be an interesting X factor to how that plays out. It's a great you know, and I think you're exactly right, especially with the, as deep of the as deep of a quarterback draft as this is. Mm-hmm. It feels like this would be the year to take one and, and you know and try to figure it out. That being said, you know, one of the reasons the Steelers have had their struggles is because they consistently make the playoffs and they have to draft in the, you know, mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20 sure. spot every single year. And that, that will eventually catch up with you. Uh, you know, Mike Tomlin feels like the type of coach who gets more from, from his talent than others do. When you Look at his staff. Is there anything on the staff that needs to be changed? You talked about how there was some some issues in the, in, in the quarterback room and and some issues on the offensive side of the football. Uh, what where do you see the the staff changing in the off season? I think the staff is going to change mostly on the offensive side of the ball simply because they need an offensive coordinator. And listen, I think Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan deserve credit for coming up with some good game plans in the ta- tail end of the season, bringing that, bringing the offense together and making them formidable. And they're part of getting that team, this team to the playoffs the way they did. But I, I think this is a, this is an offense that you need a new face to that. Mike Tomlin, there's no doubt about it. That, that guy is a defensive first coach and he needs a good, a good to great offensive coordinator with him. So I think, 
you know, one run the off one run the offense, design the offense, get things behind that, and move and move that forward. Um, and they need a person who's used to dealing doing that in the NFL. Matt Canada, you know, his best experience was in college, um, and I think that they took a big swing there and they whiffed badly. The quite and and now that was a swing into an experiment. They need to swing at a person who knows what they're doing, and that means an Eric Bieniemy, a Kellen Moore, a Brian Schottenheimer, a Clint Kubiak, whoever you can get. That is available. That you know that that, that, could, that could come your way. That knows how to organize an offense and a modern offense, not you know an old school, old timey offense. And and you can still run the ball with with a, with a with a modern offense, but a modern offense that will make things easier on your quarterback, so that you can have a game manager type quarterback lead lead the way for you. That is still not out of the NFL. Like that's what the Niners are right now. Brock Purdy is a game manager quarterback. He's a very good game manager quarterback. And I say that because a lot of people hear game manager, they think, oh, you're insulting him. No, I'm not. I'm saying that that guy knows how to manage games and he may not have the best arm talent, the, the fastest, the biggest, you know, you know, natural raw skill, but he knows football and he know he he's well coached and he knows how to be well coached. And there's serious value in having a guy like that. So um, I think that that's where the Steelers need to find an offensive coordinator that does that. I would keep a guy like Eddie Faulkner. I think that he does a great job with the running backs. Um, I think you might want, but you want to let your offensive coordinator pick some staff that they know and they trust to come in with you. Defensive side of the ball, I know Terrell Austin's contract is up, but they just had a top 10 defense year scoring-wise uh, in a year where they had all T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, and Minka Fitzpatrick, the three, the three kings of the defense. They had them fully healthy for two games this season. And if you had told me that, I would have said, well, the defense is going to be very mid this year. And they were mid in some ways. But that the bottom line was they kept them in games that gave them a chance to win a lot of the games early on in the season, and that makes you a good defense. I would keep Terrell Austin. Uh, I think they have some really good assistants. Uh, 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 Denzel Moore, I think you know, their their edge rusher guy, outside linebacker, he's the best out there. I, I'm taking I'm taking um, I'm I'm, ta- I'm taking him. I think that he's going to be. Uh, um, a Denzel Martin, excuse me, not Denzel Moore. I'm mixing up Dan Moore, but Denzel Martin. He is one of the best position coaches, I think, in the NFL, and he's going to get a call up, I think, to be a D.C. someday. Uh, but guys like Aaron Curry, Gray Brown, like they, they, they have the assistance on the defensive side of the ball. They're fine there. I think offense, you need guys that can reorganize that room, know how to talk to Kenny Pickett, know how to talk to any quarterback, and know how to get an offense pointed in the right direction and organize that group so that they're a much more efficient unit. Christopher Carter joining us here on Main Street Sports today. Chris, you know, as as the off season continues, man, it's it is wild right now. It's the wild, wild west, and I don't think this is the time to be getting to a coaching search if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so, or, it or feels, if you're Christopher Carter, you know? oh, <laughs> yeah. So coaching searches are no fun. So they, they they are not, especially right now with everybody needing one. So I, I think I think we we go back to what you said early is that he's got the locker room. And he's told them he wants to be the coach. And so that typically means that he's going to be the coach in Pittsburgh. So I guess we can kind of put these rumors to rest, at least down here. Mike Tomlin will not be available for the Tennessee Titans to choose as yep. their head coach in 2024. Sorry. That, that uh, is which is unfortunate. unfortunate. Yeah. For us. Yeah. It's, it's awfully unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh, Chris, go ahead. I was just going to say, personally, I didn't. I didn't agree with letting go Mike Rabel. I thought he. I thought that sure he had some struggles, but like that's a dude who I think gets it. I think that's a guy who understands what what it takes to be a head coach. 
Um, and, and I think that unless Tennessee finds the guy that they want, I know a lot of people want offensive-minded head coaches, and I get that. That's a trend in the NFL right now. But Mike Vrabel's a dude who, when I when I listen to him talk, I know exactly. Uh, I'm like that. That guy knows what he's doing. It didn't work out in Tennessee this year, but you know what? A lot of things didn't work out in Tennessee this year. I think that he would have had if he was given time, he would have turned things around. Uh, but I am very intrigued to see who that organization goes with next. We're As intrigued we. to see who they go with next, and we're intrigued to see where he goes. So, mm, yeah. yeah. All right, Chris, we we appreciate you taking time with us today, man. We look forward to uh, reaching back out in uh, the event that some Pittsburgh news is worthy of talking about here in Nashville. Absolutely. Hit me up anytime. All right. Thank man. you, sir. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have some portal talk. It's broken. We've been saying that, but is it more obvious now? We'll discuss on the other side. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. 
Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Uh, Mo, before we get into this portal issue, you put something in the chat here. Yeah. Um, Golden State Warriors assistant coach Dejan Milojevic, I guess, um, suffered a heart attack during a team's dinner last night and... Um, died their game against the jazz tonight i think it is has been postponed due to um a medical emergency in the warriors family is how that's being um characterized so yeah that's he was 46 that years unfortunate old. Jeez. Yeah, uh, certainly unexpected. So, hate to hear that for for the Warriors and for his family. So, just saw that coming no across, and wanted to mention that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the transfer portal. Obviously, getting a little extra attention these days mm -hmm. as the this University day. of Alabama. Yeah. The University of Alabama post Nick Saban's retirement is now down 26 players from its two deep roster. Now that includes graduates, those who've declared for the draft, but also transfers 26 of their two deep. But don't you have to differentiate between those graduates and those NFL draftees and the portal folks? There, I mean, I, I, I mean, you could go through it, but there are far more transfers than the other two combined, like sixty-six thirty-three. Okay. Is the split? And the reason it's getting the attention is because, obviously, the portal is only open to Washington and Alabama players. Well, and I guess Arizona, San Jose State, South Alabama, etc. But it's only open to, to teams who are players who are on teams where their coach has left. Alabama obviously being rated pretty heavily. And folks think that be, this be is a careful problem. now because when you say they're being rated pretty heavily, you 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 are um, inferring tampering, Chris. I'm not saying. You're just saying. I'm just saying. Particularly when six of those transfers have gone to Florida State. Six. That's a lot. Maybe they should have hired Norvell. Maybe. And I, this is potentially another issue if and when Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan to take the, the Chargers job, the Raiders job, the Falcons job that he interviewed for today. 
once that happens, it, it just feels like the last team to make a move or the last coach to make a move, that's the team that's hurt the worst. I guess what I don't understand is why would you leave? And maybe I'm being a little naive when I ask that question. What's well, I, I mean, obviously things have changed, right? Nick Saban's no longer the coach, but Nick Saban's still in the building. It's Nick Saban's still Alabama. Still the program. It's still Alabama. There's a lot. I mean, there are a lot of things that you can say as far you know, why leave Alabama? I, I guess I can understand, you know, Arizona or San Jose State or whatever. I mean, but even still, if that's where you can play, that's where you can play. What 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 does trying to make a lateral move and makes... and, and again as as I asked you when you, when we were talking about the possibility of of Lane Kiffin going to Alabama and then leaving Alabama where do you go when you leave Alabama particularly if you say Caleb Downs well who is have to... in the process of entering the transfer portal you go to Georgia right I that's presume it so. Or apparently Florida State, because everybody that's where everybody is ended up at in this situation. So I I don't understand how I mean, is there a way to fix this? Is there, you know, hey, I, I, I get opening the portal for, for 30 days. I get that. And and that's not to say that Alabama can't recruit the folks who are in the portal already, by the way. They can they can take commitments from people who are in the portal already, if they so choose. And they can also get their guys back. And they could, yeah. They can always, you know, re recruit them to stay. But there's already a spring portal period. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels like to me, in the middle of January, when classes have started almost everywhere across the country. That you don't go into the portal, you just ride it out through the spring and get into the portal then. I, I mean, I don't know if this is a portal problem, if it's a player problem, or if it's, hey, you know, let's think this through. Because I think that's, that's an issue. Is that there are... There are kids who aren't thinking this through, and I think that that's a that's a portal problem from no matter when the portal is open. You know, either they're not thinking it through, or they're getting bad bad info, bad advice, well, or <clears throat> both. And and that's why I, I I hate tampering, but I also feel like, well, at least they know they got a landing spot, and so it's kind of. It's it's kind of a weird situation for me. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know if I if I want to like tampering because you know I I would hate for a kid to go into the portal and end up at you know end up someplace where he can't play or or, or end up nowhere or go into the portal from Vanderbilt and come out at UT Martin like a running back did um, here in the last bit cannot think well, of his name off the top of my head but I saw it on Twitter last night. Well, I mean and, and and in those situations maybe that's maybe that's what they need, you know, going those kids who were D1 or bust, right? Realizing that 
Unfortunately, I'm not D1. Some of them are going to learn that they need to go where they can play. But that doesn't happen after a coaching change. Yeah, well, and and we're not all t- we're not talking in every instance about kids that can't play. Where right, play. that's what that's what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm talking about you know if, if those if those are the kids we're talking about, they were in the portal in December when it opened. They weren't waiting until Nick Saban was no longer the coach. Right. So, does this 30 day period need to work? Is this does this need to to, to stay? I, I I don't know. I don't either. I mean, the thirty day are... period is a weird is 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 the is the issue here. I think. So you think the period is too long? Or well, I think, think that... I I think that if it you know if if a coach leaves that you just got to wait till the next portal opening there is because there's one in December there's one in the spring Hmm. it just is you got to wait till the next portal you know or uh, but but you know the flip side of that is there you go penalizing kids for things beyond their control again I I, again I I understand this this one here is this one here is about a zero sum deal. I mean, either either the advantage goes to the players here or the advantage goes to the school here. Uh and if you make the players wait until the next period, then like you said, they may or may not have anywhere to go. And why why are they being penalized for, for a coach's departure? You know, even if it is an excitement. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I I know it looks really bad, but, you know, either you're for the kids or you're not. I, I don't know. I, I think I, it's... I don't, I don't know how you fix this. I don't, I don't know how you fix it and balance it. Now, you can do something to it, but I don't know... You know, you talk about gray areas. I'm not sure there is a gray area here. This one might just be black or white. Co- kids commit to coaches, not schools. That's the era that we live in because here's the thing. Uh, is, we've lived in that era for a long time. It, right. Uh, there, There's no more regional alliance. You don't grow up a fan of Alabama and you're going to Alabama because it's Alabama. I mean, there's some of that, but not a lot. The internet has created a very small world, and everywhere is your backyard. You're a literal hop, skip, and plane ride away from anywhere, and they'll pay for you to come. So, I made an argument. And I'm way over time, so it is what it is. I made an argument to Joe Rexroad and Graham Couch a while back that if that that college football fans are fans of the school, no matter whose name's on the back of the jersey, they're a fan of the name on the front mm-hmm. because you kind of have to be 
in, in a non-professional world because you don't have players for 10, 15 years. You have them for two or three. But I'm afraid they may be right that the longer that we allow the freedom of movement one, two, three, four times, people are going to get burnt out. Fans are going to get burnt out. Trying to figure out what's going on, who's on my team. I can't root for this kid. I can't root for that kid. I don't, I don't even know who's on the team. Root for the team. I mean, I I think I, I think they're right. I, I think the emotional investment is going to diminish. Whether it should or not, I don't know. But I think that the unintended consequence of this is college college football, particularly basketball, to a lesser degree, because you've had one and dones for a long time. College football fandom is going to diminish. I think we've idealized the sport in a manner that, once again, puts the people who are most invested in the sport at the bottom of the pecking order. Most invested in what way? In the ones that can have careers ended on the field. The players create the game. You don't have a game without players. Okay, that, that's and, fine. And yet, they're the ones that we want to hold the most responsible for upholding the game and its ideals and everything else. We, we want to put that on them that because they are able to move from school A to school B, they're killing the game. The game that without them, there isn't. Okay. But what happens when they do? And then no and then and then future players have nowhere to go. What happens when they do? What happens when when the University of Alabama has forty seven thousand people in the stands instead of a hundred or twelve? Or it looks like a UAB game. And then they get no money. What happens then? I think there's a long I I think there's a long term problem that we're gonna deal with. Because here's the thing football programs don't exist without fans. Okay. I, I just I'm I'm worried that we're in a really bad cycle. And I don't think anybody has the answer. I, I think don't think anybody has the answer. And I've said for months that both NIL and the transfer portal need tweaking. I think but, the NCAA uh, is a problem. Here's the thing. There is one way to fix this. There's one way to fix it, Mo. It's very simple. Four-year contracts. Hmm. That's it. That's the only way to fix this. Kids are employees. They get paid the wages that they should get paid because they should be paid. 
and they're under contract for two, three, or four years. That's up to them. Doesn't have to be a four-year contract. Could be a two-year contract for some some player, whatever. When that contract's up, they can leave. And that's I think is I think that's what Nick Saban was alluding to. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're going. It addresses a lot. It, sure it addresses both be, transfer portal and NIL. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there will be some unintended consequences of that as well. But it, uh, sure, kind of it kind of hits at the problem a lot more than where we're at right now. So I would think. Anyway, we should probably take a break. Let's take our break. Sorry, Terry, we kept you waiting. We'll get to you right now, right after this. Stick around. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Terry McCormick is standing by now with your Daily Titans update. What's up, Terry? It is your Daily Titans update and brought to you, as always, by Zen Sports. Uh, yesterday, we talked about building blocks that the Titans had on the offensive side of the ball. Well, today, we're going to flip around and talk about the defense. And because of contract situations, they don't have as many building blocks as you might think they do. Uh, I count five. Jeffrey Simmons, an obvious one. Harold Landry, another obvious one. Arden Key at the other outside linebacker spot. Uh, Roger McCrary, nickelback. Amani Hooker, safety. Now, would you like to keep Danico Autry and Sean Murphy Bunning and Aziz Alshair maybe? Possibly, you know, at the with the right deals. Uh, you know, Autry, I think, is a guy that they ought to try to sign back. But here's the problem. Not only are these guys free agents, but there's a lot of uncertainty. You've blown up the coaching staff. So Mike Brable, the guy that they were loyal to and played for, is no longer here. Those guys, especially if Brable goes somewhere else or if, you know, somebody else uh, from that staff goes somewhere, they may be more interested in moving on themselves than staying here with the Titans. I know Sean Murphy Bunning said at the end of the year that, he would absolutely love staying here with the Titans. He loved it here. The team fought. So he felt like that even though the season didn't go the way that they had wanted it to, that, uh, you know, everybody was still together, pulling in the same direction. I think Al Shire said the same thing. 
but that was for the past staff. So who knows what's going to happen going forward with this defense. And we know they've got a lot to fix on offense, but they've got more than you would think to fix on defense, given that the contracts are up and the coaching staff is up in the air right now. At the same time, Terry, when you talk about Simmons and Landry, particularly with the year Landry had coming off the knee injury, that's that's a pretty nice place to start, I would think. Oh, it, it definitely is. I mean, if you could say, give me two, you know, give me a dominant inside, you know, defensive tackle who's going to take on double teams and win most of the time, and then give me a nice edge rusher who's going to put up double-digit sacks, that's a great place to start. But, uh, you know, they still got to have a lot of pieces, you know, a lot of help in the secondary. They're going to need at least three new cornerbacks because McCreary is the only guy that they have returning that you can count on. He's a nickelback, doesn't really do much out on the outside. Fulton and Murphy Bunning are both free agents. And then at safety, Hooker is the only guy returning, and he's coming off an injury. Are we ready to characterize McCreary as a guy you can count on? He's close enough for the role he plays. I think he did a good job this year. I think if you looked at guys who made a nice jump from year one to year two, I think he'd be on the list of guys right there at the top that made a much better contribution than he did as a rookie. Because I thought as a rookie, he maybe hit that wall and broke down over the last half of the year, sort of like we saw Peter Skowronski do this year, uh, playing through that first rookie season in the NFL. Uh, I think McCreary, you know, I'm not ready to say he's the next Sauce Gardner or anything like that, but I do think he's a usable guy that can uh, fill a role on this team going forward. It, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because, uh, you know, this defense has a lot of role players, a lot of guys who really do one thing well, but they don't do much else well at all. And I, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's a problem there. Like I don't know if 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 the defense can be successful with guys who you know who need to be playing corner having to play nickel, or guys who need to be playing safety having to play corner, or something like that. And it just it really feels like we have a lot of very specifically skilled guys on that defensive side of the ball. Is, I mean, is there anybody? who really jumps out at you, who, who is kind of outside of, and I, I feel like there's one name, but do you feel like there's somebody who jumps out at you as the, the guy who can move around and give you snaps at different places? Uh, go ahead and tell me who, who you got in mind. Well, I, I, I think it's, I think it's your edge. Ru- um, crap. I just lost the name. Um, not Arden Key, the other guy. You just Landry. said his name. No, you just said his name. Usher here? Nope, the guy we wanted to keep. He's on the list. Oh, Danico Autry. Autry. Autry yeah. gives you – He he's one of those guys who can give you, you know, a, a lot of snaps in different positions. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I feel like that's a guy that you've got to keep no matter what. Just for his versatility and versatility, his versatility at a high level. I mean, he's not just a guy who can play a bunch of different spots. He's a guy who can play a bunch of different spots and be productive. Yeah. Put up 11 and a half sacks. You know, the, the reason, I mean, you know, he's a free agent. I think 
you know, if I'm Rand Carthon, I'm I'm sitting down with Danico Autry and his agent and saying, listen, you know, we know you, you you're 33 years old. We know that Mike Brable is gone. Shane Bowen may not be back. Don't know about Terrell Williams. That's one of the assistant coaches. I think they really ought to make a, a concerted effort to keep, in my opinion. The other one I think is Charles London because he, uh, you know, meshed really well with Will Levis uh, in their time together this year. But back to Autry, I think, you know, at 33 years old, if you're the Titans, you offer him a nice two-year deal to say, you know, we want you to stay here and be part of this while we rebuild. Now, if you're Nico Autry, you may be looking at it going, this thing is in shambles. I want to go somewhere where I got a chance to win. So, you know, it, that remains to be seen. But if I'm Rand Carthon, I'm giving him my best sales pitch. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the thing about that, I don't think if you're Rand Carthon, you necessarily have to wait on a coach to be hired to make that pitch. Now, Autry may not be comfortable signing without knowing who the coach is, but, I mean, what he does is universally appealing. Oh, no doubt. And that's the thing, you know, and the other, here's the other thing though, that makes it, you know, scary. You don't talk about not knowing who the coach is. You would assume that given Harold Landry's skill set, given Jeffrey Simmons's skill set, that the Titans would stick with a three, four alignment, but that's not a guarantee. What if the new guy comes in and says, nah, we're going back to the four, three. Now, what are you doing? Ooh. Yeah. That's so got got to be some things cleared up and some things uh, that go on. And in these coaching interviews, I think, you know, you're asking these guys, okay, what kind of system are you bringing here? And how does it fit the personnel we have on hand? Well, or you hire one of the names that's been thrown out today, who the reason that people like him is because he just, does what fits. <laughs> and so, I mean, I guess there are options, but the defense was supposed to be the strength of this team. It was middle well, of the road at best. It's got to get better. And mainly at the defensive backfield position, obviously. Well, and, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, Kevin Byer did not look great the other night. But yeah, I don't know that you take somebody like that out of your off, out of your defensive backfield in midseason and not lose anything. Yeah, certainly. You know, I mean, the thing of it is, you know, everybody was happy for Byard when he got a chance to go to the Eagles. Thought he might get a chance to go to the Super Bowl, but there seemed to be some real problems up there, and it didn't look like. Kevin did not look like the same player the times I saw the Eagles on TV. He absolutely did not look like the same ball hawk type of safety and leader that he was here for the with the Titans for seven or eight years. And I, I don't know if they asked him to do different things up there. I don't know if he's lost a step, you know. Well, but I do know this. Even if Kevin Byard has lost a step, He's one of the smartest players I've seen come through that organization on the defensive side of the ball. He's smart enough to compensate, and it didn't look that way with the Eagles. Well, I think I think it's interesting that you say that because 
I thought he had. I thought he played poorer, even as a Titan earlier this year than he had in the last few years. So I think it was more of him losing a step, but I don't think that's why the Eagles wanted him. The Eagles, I feel like, wanted him to be that locker room guy, to be that glue guy, and that locker room was in such shambles that it didn't that matter. Even, who that even he couldn't fix even it. Even he huh? couldn't fix it. <laughs> yeah. And and so, yeah, that's a, that's a, an interesting, because I, I thought he, had, he played rather poorly as a Titan early in, in the year based on, I mean, based on Kevin Byard standards, not, not normal people standards. <laughs> if that makes sure. sense, I thought he was a fine player, but not to what, not, not to what we had expected. So that's, it's, it's interesting that, you know, you don't not, not having your quarterback on the defensive side of the ball certainly makes, makes a difference. It absolutely does. So, and I don't know that they've got a guy that they can make the quarterback that's currently on this roster. Terry. I don't think. I don't think. Hooker I don't is think. probably the closest. Yeah, Hooker is probably that, the closest guy. But do you want it that guy? Secondary. I, I I don't think. I think you're right, Chris. I don't think that guy is on the <laughs> roster. So I don't, I don't know I, if they get that guy via free agency or whether they draft that guy. But he's not there right now. That's going to be tough. Huh. Well. Anything else that we need to know about Terry? Well, coaching, we'll touch on the coaching search a little bit. Um, of course, you probably saw the ESPN report that predicted uh, Aaron Glenn to the Titans as their head coach. Uh, now, the I was told by some people in Detroit that he would actually be a good fit here and that he is a, quote, leader of men. So if they're looking for a Mike Vrabel type with a more uh, suitable personality for uh, getting along with playing well with others, then maybe Aaron <laughs> Glenn is their guy. Uh, they did request a second interview, which would be an in-person interview with Brian Callahan. That's according to a, also from Graziano. And then I believe they were scheduled to go through the Zoom interview with Dan Quinn today, hopefully asking him, why Jordan Love and the Packers absolutely torched his defense on Sunday. Yeah. How? How does that happen? Should well, be Jordan, interesting. Jordan Love has gotten really a lot better over the second half of the year. If you if you showed me him the first half of the season, Jordan Love, I was like, this guy ain't it. You show me the Jordan Love that's playing now, I'm like, the Packers have got another franchise quarterback on their hands. Which is absurd. Hmm. But whatever. Terry, as always, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Get more information on what's going on in Titan World. All right. Sounds good, guys. The new sports betting app exclusively in Tennessee the last few months, and I'm excited to share with you some big news. Now, when you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive up to a $1,000 no-danger first wager. That's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports with up to plus 500 odds, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to a $1,000 maximum within 24 hours if the bet loses. And there's more good news. Zen Sports is rolling out its brand new VIP rewards program. This new VIP rewards program will allow top tier customers to earn more bonuses, comps, and perks. 
The VIP program is by invite only. So if you feel your Zen Sports Play qualifies for VIP consideration, please check out the program details and apply at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sports book will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and faster withdrawals than Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. This holiday season, the largest lantern festival in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. Witness more than 1,000 handcrafted Chinese lanterns featuring brand new designs, including towering mythical beasts, a life-sized Santa's workshop, and a 100-foot-long dragon. Welcome back to Zoolumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yo, Mo Patton, on this wild and wacky Wednesday. Before we get to Joe Sullivan, Mo, some 50 minutes ago, Vanderbilt Twitter made it official that Jerry Kill, former New Mexico State head football coach, will be joining the staff with Clark Lee at Vanderbilt in an off-field role as chief advisor to the head coach, uh, chief consultant, I'm sorry, to the head coach and senior offensive advisor. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because, among others, Pete, and I wish JP was here, Pete Thamel tweeted on January 11th, sources Vanderbilt football is in the process of hiring longtime college head coach Jerry Kill to a staff role expected to be an off-field consulting role where he'll work with Clark Lee and offensive coordinator Tim Beck, who came from New Mexico State as well. Um, I mean, this was pretty widely reported a week or more ago, um, soon after Kill stepped down as coach of the Aggies. So I, I don't know what took it so long to become official on West End, but apparently it is. Yeah. I, and, you I know. mean, he's quoted, he's quoted in an article from January 11th on Yahoo Sports. Um, you always look for the right fit, and this is down my wheelhouse. I think what I've done for a long, long time fits how I can help Vanderbilt and help try to move the program forward. So, I mean. Yeah, I just. He was pretty pointed with you know, what he was doing and where he was going at the, at that time. 
So, but again, yeah. it's official. It is official on West End now. So, let's go now. Speaking of West End, Vanderbilt planning to play a basketball game against Auburn tonight in Memorial Gymnasium. So we go to the proprietor owner of Nashville Hoops dot blog, Joe Sullivan. Joe, what's up, man? Well, you scared me there for a second because when you said uh, Vanderbilt just announced, and I was like, "Wait, Stackhouse fired?" I thought. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> Wait a second! I thought you might be going that way since you were setting me up, but uh, no positive news with Jerry Kill coming in, who's uh, yeah. proven to be a very good coach uh, well. for a long time. Uh, but uh, no, uh, no, I, I think a lot of people, uh, speaking of Vanderbilt and Jerry Stackhouse, people are trying to uh, seek out the amount of what his buyout might be now. I mean, we've gotten to that point. Uh, and, you know, who, who's going to pay it and uh, how if they're going to pay it all. So uh, if it's too large, then he, he will be here next year, I would think. I don't see, you, you know, historically – this is in Alabama we're talking about, right, guys? I mean, they're not going to be able to just buy someone out. I think if enough of the right people decide he needs to be gone, the money can be there. I think traditionally, as a friend of mine says, if money is the issue, then there's not an issue. I think there are a few <laughs> of those types over at Vanderbilt in certain situations that can take care of that if if that's the case. Vanderbilt, the only, well, I'm sorry, one of two winless teams in the southeast in southeastern conference play going into this game against unbeaten Auburn. So, I uh, t- I, I exchanged text messages with a, a friend of mine who is a Vanderbilt season ticket holder for football and men's basketball. That there's a guy with de- who's dedicated, right? And uh, I said, so where, you... masochist. <laughs> so where do you stand on this, uh, on this coach, this team? And, and his answer is one I'm hearing from a lot that he respects Stackhouse, but he thinks he's more of an NBA style coach than a college coach and that he would probably be uh, succeed uh, in the NBA where he wouldn't in college basketball. We've had, we've known coaches like that and vice versa. Uh, Rick Pitino being one of the leading examples of that, who, who failed as coach of the Boston Celtics. Uh, and, you know, maybe that's an out for Vanderbilt. Maybe it's some sort of NBA offer from Jerry Stackhouse that's enticing enough. I'm pretty a downer today, huh? I, 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 no, 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 that's okay. I mean, we've we've not seen any. We're going to get we've cream, not, right? I'm sorry? They're going to get cream tonight by Auburn. There's no reason to think otherwise. Uh oh. Yeah. I'm just know. saying. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not predicting anything for Vanderbilt, other than they're going to win one of the next four games. So that would be uh, Auburn at home tonight, at Mississippi State, Tennessee at Memorial, at Auburn. That would be the then, next four. Yeah. And then yeah. Mizzou at home on uh, February 3rd. That one, and, maybe, and that's followed by Kentucky after that. Maybe maybe it's that Mizzou game because Missouri is the other un, 
the other winless team. Nope, that's, that's not the game. No, that's not that's, that's not the type of game they're going to win. That they'll get they'll get beat more by Missouri at home than they will by Auburn. I'm, it's just Vanderbilt. It's Vanderbilt basketball. I, I don't. It just it is what it is. Okay. So I, you can't. There there is nothing normal about Vanderbilt basketball. So you're calling the UT game, aren't you? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> because wow, I have Paul syndrome. They beat them last year. They beat well. It they did a different more. basketball team, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, jeez, I just with, I. I just this this is that program. This is the the team that I just I I don't. They are who they are. They're gonna beat somebody. They're not supposed to beat. They're gonna ruin somebody's year, and it's probably gonna be Tennessee's. Maybe it'll be Auburn. I'd rather it be Auburn. What were you saying about last night, Joe? I'm sorry. I thought Tennessee looked great last night. Uh, with Connect going for 39 points, and uh, they. If he's going to play offense like that, we know they're a great defensive team. That's that's when they look really good. They, you know, the struggle for them is on the offensive end. He can't do that every night, can he? No, he cannot. No, that's that that's that's an exceptional night. You're absolutely. Okay. Right. I just want to be sure. <laughs> no, two nights in a row. Yeah, thirty-six <laughs> at Georgia and thirty-nine last night. I mean, maybe he can. And twenty-eight the game before that, I believe. But no, I don't think. I don't think that's sustainable. Somebody else is going to have to step up at some point. Who is the next person? We've not, we've not Sandy. had a big JoJo James game recently. Uh, I need an explanation. What 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 are we going to do here? We we we've not had a big game. We're getting a little bit out of your wheelhouse here. It's going east, but um, Jordan jo- Jordan Josiah James has not had a big game of late for UT. Maybe it's time for him to pop up with one. Well, he could. I think one of the, the biggest improvements for Tennessee is Ziegler finally being 100% like he was before he tore his ACL. He is playing great. And, again, he makes he helps make the offense go. You're not looking for him to score a bunch of points. I mean, he'll score some. But that, that helps get connect in position to score 39 because it, it – you got a good guy running the offense, and certainly if Josiah James can uh, start contributing too, uh, this is this is a team you probably could think Final Four aspirations, considering how well they play defense. Man, don't don't say that to UT fans. Good lord, <laughs> they get too excited. Is that the... well? I mean, Chris will tell you better. Ball syndrome is real, and they would just as soon keep expectations as low as possible because when you start talking final four and then they lose in the elite eight, then that's an issue. So just didn't fire Rick Barnes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's half our fan base right now at any point. So they don't understand it's a one and done tournament. You know, it's 40 minutes, something, you know, anything can happen, you know, but, uh, but Rick Barnes is, you know, he's, he's never, gone past the second round so he hasn't you're right (laughs) tell tell them that you know whatever anyway nonetheless let's go go back to nashville yeah because belmont's trip to Terre Haute didn't go very well oh my god uh so isaiah swope on his way to being a player of the year in the missouri valley hit six consecutive three-pointers in like a 
11-minute stretch in the first half. It was like sort of a game, but in this Indiana State was ahead, and then he hits six in a row, and suddenly it's a 19-point game, and it's over. Uh, he is uh, He's really something, and uh, so are they. Uh, it's... Uh, you know, uh, Casey's talked about they just, uh, you know, he admits it was a poor effort. Uh, uh, they just have to move past it tonight. They have uh, Northern Iowa at home at the Curve Center. I'll be heading up there later and uh, 8 o'clock tip. And uh, this is a dangerous game tonight. Northern Iowa, who started poorly but has won six of their last seven, even though Belmont beat them by 20, 90 to 70 in Cedar Falls back in November. All the way back in November, they played a conference game. Uh, I still think this is a tricky game, and uh, they're missing Jacoby Gillespie, their their stellar point guard. Uh, so, uh, interesting game, I think, at the curb tonight. So I was right, Mo. It was Northern Iowa, not Northern you just, Illinois. I just you just I, typed Northern Illinois in I, the rundown, I, I, right? Incorrect. I typed Illinois, and that's that was wrong. So I was right and also wrong. That's story of my life. Hedging your bets. <laughs> there you go. I was just trying to pull up their their schedule. Well, how much how much of that trip to Terre Haute being a problem was Jacoby Gillespie being out? Well, I uh, I think a big not thirty points, but not thirty. No, I don't. I don't look. I don't think they win that game. I don't think many people are going to win going into Terre Haute this year. Uh, Indiana State's clearly the best team in the league, Uh, but. They're just they, they don't have the depth to replace someone as uh, as key as uh, Gillespie, and you know uh, Casey traditionally Casey Alexander the Belmont coach I should speak in full sentences here uh, not in code uh, likes to play a lot of players and he doesn't have enough players to do that this year so imagine losing one of your best ones and the people that you're going to have to put into the lineup now Keshawn Davidson moves into the lineup he's a good player. He hasn't been shooting well this season, but he's a good player. But who's going to take Kishon's minutes? That's the problem. He really doesn't have anyone. So, I mean, Kishon, against uh, uh, a recent game, he played 37 minutes. So that there's your answer. about like He's just not going to put anyone else in if he can avoid it. And uh, it is uh, a problem for them. And so they, won't t- you know, they don't say what the wrist injury is, but he's wearing a cast. But they will say, you know, they use weeks in terms of recovery is the term they use. That game was a particularly tough outcome for Belmont, I would think, Joe, when you consider that Robbie Avila only had 10 points and 11 rebounds. That's our boy. You know, he's he's shaped like us. Uh, (laughs) Like you, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, when, when, when you... I don't know, limit him to 10, and they still score 94. That's that's a tough night. It is a tough night. I, I only watched the first half because it was uh, <laughs> that was, it was over. You'd seen all on. you needed to see, huh? Yeah. And, uh, stop. stop. He's already yeah. dead. Yeah. Uh, well, it's 48 32 at the half. So. You know, they, they just they have uh, a really great starting line. They have a lot of people that can contribute. Uh, uh, their point guard, I like a lot. Uh, and in my tradition on this show, I'm forgetting a name. Uh, but I can't uh, help you with that one. 
I know, I know. It's Larry Julian, Julian Larry, Julian Larry. Julian I think Larry. that's his name. Uh, he is terrific. First name gets you every time. And they have this transfer, Ryan Conwell, who who played really well uh, Saturday. They're they're just a great team. And I, I you know, the only way Belmont's going to get to the NCAA tournament is, is that they upset them in St. Louis in early March in the tour in the uh, you know the Arch Madness. That's the only way they're going to get there. And hopefully they'll have Gillespie back because I think without him they're not going to be able to do it either. Arch Madness is that not a great name? It is. It That's really why is. it sticks. It's it's like Frozen Four for the NCAA hockey Final Four. Yeah. When it works, it works. Joe Sullivan of Nashville Hoops Blog joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, Joe, what else? What else? Has so got look, if we're going to talk about, so here's. Lipscomb is our team yeah. in Nashville. If they're going to have a chance I to make the NCAA tournament. And uh, we had a story on the site this week, <clears throat> excuse me, about their point guard, Joe Anderson, who in his last four games has 26 assists and one turnover. Ooh, 26 assists, one turnover. So this is their point guard. Uh, he transferred from Furman, didn't play at all at Furman. He's a teeny tiny guy. They list him at six feet. Not sure he's that tall. 175 pounds. I doubt it. Uh, but very quick with the ball. And uh, when I saw them in preseason and the first couple of games, Lenny was telling me how much he – Lenny Acuff, the coach at Lipscomb, was telling me how much he loved this kid. And I'm going, I don't understand the love. I've changed. Now I understand the love. This kid is really playing great. And Lenny predicted this. And uh, – uh, he is, uh, you know, he, he's really come into his own and, and made this team better with his playmaking ability. And uh, what's another plus for Lipscomb is Darian Boyd, their leading scorer, is now back from his broken thumb. Uh, and uh, when I talked to him after the game Saturday, he told me, no pain, non-play, I'm 100% ready to go. He was back in the starting lineup, played 30-plus minutes. So he's full, he's good to go. And what was the surprise? For Lipscomb on Saturday was his freshman center, Dylan Faulkner, 6'8 guy uh, from Georgia, who had showed a little bit of uh, ability. But, boy, Saturday was something else. And, and whether he can sustain it, I don't know. But he had 15.7 rebounds, five blocks, a couple of, like, dunks off of lobs from Boyd. Uh, that could be a big difference if he can give them – uh, a big man come off the bench who could really change the game when it comes in. So uh, we're high on Lipscomb right now. The schedule is easy for them coming up. Uh, Central Arkansas and North Alabama, winnable home games. They're undefeated at home. And then they have three straight games in Florida, and that's going to be where something uh, will go either way for them this season. That's a lot of purple. Central Arkansas, Lipscomb, and UNA. <laughs> all <in one. laughs> A lot of purple. Hey, you know what I noticed last week? And this is uh, really getting off topic, but I, I love uniforms and different types of uniforms. And uh, North Alabama, I noticed they were wearing home uniforms that said Florence State, which uh, yeah. I found out that's what the school used to be called, and I wasn't aware of that. So I thought that was pretty Take you back to the Harlan Hill days. <laughs> Harlan, <laughs> there you go. Harlan Hill, namesake of Division II's most valuable player, most outstanding player trophy in football. You talk about a trip to Florida for Lipscomb, Joe. They they might be looking forward to that after their last one. <laughs> How are you guys holding up in this? It's uh, 
Oh. I own the on. only. I only own. I own the only shovel on my on my neighborhood here. I, I, I was going to ask around. if you had. I was going to ask if you had a shovel. Yeah, I brought it down. I brought it down from Boston when I moved here. So I my driveway looks beautiful. That's all I can say. I was out there. I know how to do this. Uh, we well, if you want to come down to Franklin, I got a driveway waiting on you because <laughs> I figure eventually it'll melt off and and. <laughs> I, as long as there are no games to go to, I don't have anywhere to go, so I'm good. Yeah, schools well, are all closed, right? So exactly. Get, I know you get out to those high school games. Joe said he was going to the game tonight. You may be the only person there, Joe. Yeah, I don't have to leave early, right? <laughs> well, I should for traffic, but uh, no one else will be there. Yeah. But I, I will say the the only the last time I went to the curb, Mo, was that Jacksonville State game, and it had just iced and snowed that day too. And finding a parking spot over there with snow is a little janky. So of course they were doing some construction too. So that probably didn't help, but you, you may, I don't know, there may be some, some parking issues. You may have to. How long ahead. ago was this, Chris? I mean, they have that, they have, the parking gar- they have the parking garage attached to the arena. I mean, there's yeah. never a parking problem there. I was not aware of a parking garage apparently. Oh, goodness. I guess, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's, yeah. Uh, it's easy. You don't even have to go outside practically. Uh, okay, well that, that makes that that makes it a little easier because I, I I tried to park on the street. No, no, there's a parking rookie garage. mistake. It Cl- was well, I, I was a rookie, so <laughs> <laughs> I was a rookie. I did not know. <laughs> we made it in, but it you know it, it it gets a little crazy over there with the with because those hills you know yeah yeah it is where it is. So. Luckily, Joe knows how to drive in it because he's a Yankee. So. Yeah, I just yeah. got to worry about the other people. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> uh, Nashville blog, NashvilleHoops.blog, Joe Sullivan. Make sure to visit it. Check it out. And we appreciate your time again, as always, Joe, and look forward to talking to you again next week. Always great to be with you guys. Thank you. Stay warm, man. All right, let's take a break. The weirdest and wildest news from across the world coming your way in just a moment. Stick around. Main Street Sports today is presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mo, bad news. Mm-hmm. Reported uh, just after we talked about this uh, a little earlier. Reported by Travis Sawchik, S-A-W-C-H-I-K. That's an unfortunate name. The only five MLB teams broadcast that will be available on Amazon Prime, Tigers, Royals, Marlins, Rays, Brewers. Uh, these are the five clubs that Diamond or Bally hold the streaming and linear cable rights. For the other teams tied to Bally, the clubs own their streaming rights. Hmm. So apparently the Braves have streaming rights, but have not given them to us. Well, so Maybe that's their plan, then. Perhaps. Now, we... Start Wild and Wacky Wednesday, the weirdest and wildest news from across the world with an update. We have an update from last, uh, not last week, two weeks ago, oh, where the lady's driveway was stolen. <laughs> okay. She started a GoFundMe page to raise money that was needed to replace it. $13,500 later, she was able to replace the driveway, but Orange City-based MM Concrete Specialty caught wind of what happened and offered to replace the driveway for free. After closing the fundraiser, despite still being short on cash amid the process of trying to sell her house, she said, how can I put this money to better use? Well, she donated it with the help of Non-Family Connection and McCoy Federal Credit Union to the Russell Home Charity. 
Russell Holm specializes in the care of newborns, children, and adults with severe disabilities and will expand the number of permanent residents receiving 24-hour care uh, in due in part to this $10,000 donation from the woman whose driveway was stolen. So a happy ending. Good for her. All around. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's great. That's that's great that that worked out that way. Um, so she was able to sell her house then as she had anticipated I, or what? I, I did not see if she had sold the house. Apparently she is um, she's still amidst selling it and is you know short on cash apparently, but was able to still donate the money. So it's pretty exciting stuff there. Mo, let's go to Coleman, Alabama. We stuck in Alabama last week. Might as well stay there. As motorists on I-65 were surprised. You've heard the joke about the, the guy who called his dad and said, Dad, be careful. There's a guy driving the wrong way on the interstate. He said, one guy, it's all of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> Justin, show the video. <laughs> this is that guy. Son, it's not just one. It's all of them. That was a close call there. Oh this red minivan is just testing. I don't I don't know how it's at at what at no point does it even think about crossing the median. No, it wants to go That's down given, the hill. It's given a right turn signal. Yeah. But Look. You missed all the medians. Now you're in, now you're stuck. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious! What do you do if you are one of those cars? I, I mean, I'm not driving. No, I'm nope. pulling over. I'm getting over on the far right shoulder and, oh. and stopping. Yep, and letting this them go the by. The but, yeah, I've had I, this. I've actually had that happen to me a couple of times. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like if I had a nickel for every time this happened, I'd have two nickels. But it's I'd have, weird that it happened twice, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, I that that's exactly what I did. Got over to the far right and and let them go by. And but it's it's scary. It's especially scary at night when it's you headlights. Just see headlights coming. Yes. Yes. So at least it was daytime. See, Alabama folks, man, they're killing us these days. Oof. Why don't that's we? Nuts. It's, Hucky for a little while. We'll go to Lexington. Or at least the AP Bureau of out of Lexington. That's the Kentucky City has come up with an out-of-this-world campaign to promote tourism. Oh, it is Lexington. The Lexington Convention and Bureau, Visitors Bureau used an infrared laser to beam a message into space to invite extraterrestrial travelers. Well, I mean, we're having all these, these uh, alleged aliens showing up anyway. After what may or may not have happened in Miami, I don't know if I'm inviting aliens to my city. Eight mm -hmm. to ten foot tall, they said. I don't know about that. Oh, good Lord. I'm just saying. So the first thing you'll notice as you descend through Earth's atmosphere above central Kentucky is the lush green countryside. I thought it was blue. Maybe, aliens, told, maybe aliens don't know the difference between green and blue. Well... The lush green countryside that surrounds Lexington's vibrant city center, that's our famous bluegrass. 
This is why we're picking on Kentucky. None of this even makes sense. It goes on to describe the gentle rolling hills, horse farms, and bourbon before suggesting places to stay, eat, and shop. Because that's, you know, the extraterrestrials come in and I'm just going to, hi, man, take your order. Do you have a reservation? They just, you don't they need just, a reservation. They just, Feel they, free. Just wanna, they just want to get some money down on the horses. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what's going on here. Oh, I, the agency said it worked with scientists and scholars to beam the message toward potentially habitable planets uh, in the solar system 40 light years away. The effort was led by Lexington native Robert Lauder, who's an expert in computer, computer engineering, astrobiology, and search for extraterrestrial intelligence. It was sent with FAA approval, though, at least. Well, there you go. At least they got federal. Because you don't want any violations, yeah. No. All right, we go to Florida, where a customer has filed a negligence lawsuit against Dunkin' Donuts, or not, not, I'm sorry, not Dunkin' Donuts anymore, they're just Dunkin'. That's right. Claiming he was injured at one of the coffee chain's locations in Central Florida, Paul Kerouac is seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit filed Wednesday in state court in Orlando, claiming he suffered severe and long-term injuries following an exploding toilet. That's right. It's a really crappy situation here for Mr. Kerouac. As he was covered in human feces, urine, and debris, he walked out of the men's restroom seeking help from workers and the store's manager, according to the lawsuit. An employee told him that they were very aware of the problem with the toilet since there had been previous incidents. Where's the out-of-order sign, Mo? Did we lose it? Previous incidents. I think I think that's... With an what, S. With an it, S. Yeah, I think that's what's going to get Duncan in court. When contacted by <laughs> Thursday by email from the Associated Press, Kerouac, uh, his attorney, Scott Spradley, said he was tied up in court and couldn't answer the questions until the following day. Well, it's better to be tied up in court than, you know, tied up in a mm. Duncan bathroom. Mm. That's that would be no good. Be tied up. Yep. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, you know, he he required mental health care and counseling since the incident in January of 2022, two years ago. Uh, I, I would I would also require mental Without health and counseling counseling with that situation. So, yeah. There you have it. The weirdest and wildest news from across the world and Florida. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock here on Main Street Media Television and Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Have a great day.